0: Triple duty today. Hi, <laughs> my mic was off. I know. It. A, Brother Eddie did triple duty today, and we appreciate that. Got me all set up here. We heard the scripture from the 33rd Psalm, and some of the words in there are the words like rejoice, praise, Sing, for he loveth righteousness by the word, and then he gathereth the waters of the sea together as a heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouse. I have a question for you this morning. The question is this. What is the difference between quitting and submitting. What is the difference between quitting and submitting? Well, you might have a different answer than I do, but there is a tremendous difference between quitting and submitting. Quitting means just throwing in the towel, giving up. I don't wanna do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. It's failure. That's what quitting is. But submitting is passing with an ace grade, 100% into the Lord's will, the Lord's word, the Lord's work. And we have the opportunity to do great things for God. But our problem is, as human beings, we get tired. We get weary. And the Bible tells us would, to be not weary in well-doing. When we read on the, in, there in Psalms just a minute ago, it says God just scattered the whole sea. He did all the creation. This means that we have a powerful God, a God in whom we can rejoice, and glorify in his name. You see, quitting is doom and gloom. Submitting is all that will be glory for me. Submitting is waiting on the Lord, trusting in the Lord, watching what the Lord would have us to do, keeping our eyes wide open. And what can you and I have that no one can take away from us? Well, you might think of several things. I want to deal with three things today that no one can take away from us. We can forfeit them, we can give them away, or we can ignore them, but that's our fault. Today, let's consider how we can keep these wonderful gifts, these three gifts joy, Strength and love. I'm not going to ask you to try to follow the scriptures this morning because the whole, almost the entire message is scripture. Because I feel like the Word of God needs to be taught in its entirety. We need to dig in, we need to prepare, we need to be ready for what God has for us to do next. And the best way we can prepare for that is through prayer and Bible study. We pray to God to lead us to his word, to show us his plan, to give us our directions. We can find them in our textbook. And it's called the Holy Bible. You see, as I said, we can forfeit these things. We can give them, give them away or we can ignore them. But if we do we're quitting instead of submitting in order to submit remember these are gifts they're gifts from God all wrapped in love and it always reminds me of the royal ambassador hymn that we sang when i was in royal ambassador as a boy the, the love of it, it says that God Goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. That's reason to rejoice. That means He carries us upward and He snatches our souls from hell when we put our trust in Him. They are gifts from God. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. God wants us full of joy, not just happy. Happy is good. Happy is getting to go to an amusement park and have fun. Happiness is getting together as the family and sitting around and talking and enjoying one another. Happiness is going on a picnic on a beautiful day. Like today. (laughs) Oh, nobody brought any picnic. Where are your picnic baskets? (laughs) Happiness is a lot of good things, but it's not rejoicing. Because you see, happiness are short term little joys that we have. Rejoicing is praising God all the time through all circumstances. Good, bad, or indifferent. To be like Paul and says, I, I, I can't count that I've, I've done anything. I, I, don't, I can't count this. I, I count this as loss when I do the little things of life. But when we do the great things of life, we do more than just be happy. We become joyful And one of the greatest joys in life is doing something for somebody in need. Isn't that a wonderful thing to do something for somebody in need? To visit somebody in the hospital who is seriously ill. To call somebody on the phone who we know has suffered a a loss or a struggle in life which they're having difficulty dealing with. Remember the gifts from God all wrapped up in love. The first one is rejoice. Habakkuk 3.18 says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. That means I'll never be empty. I'll never run out of spiritual gas. I know probably every, how many of you have ever run out of gasoline? (laughs) I see that. So There's quite a few of us. I have. In fact, when we first came to Olive Branch, We were looking for Mary uh, and Thomas' house. They were uh, kin to my wife's kin folks. And we were going to store some of our stuff that we were moving up this way in their big garage and shed that he had in the back. And we were coming right down 178. And we got to what used to be the Texaco station, I think. It's a Shell station now, on the corner. And we got right along there and we ran out of gas. And we couldn't push the car. It was too far to push to the station. Went to the station, they didn't have a gas can. And finally somebody came by in a pickup truck, saw that we were having difficulty, difficulties, said, what's the problem? I said, I'm out of gas. And he said, well, I've got a five-gallon gas can in the back of my truck. He got his gas can out and put gas in my car. I tried to pay him, but he wouldn't take any money for it. Beloved, that man could rejoice. He had helped somebody in need. And I sure enough know I rejoiced because he helped me. And so we know that Habakkuk tells us that we, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the and God my Savior. If you know Jesus, you ought to be joyful. If you're not joyful, if you don't greet each day with a new freshness, if you don't feel the presence of God when you're ill, when you're tired, when you're worn out, when you don't feel His presence, check yourself. You need to make sure that you've got a spiritual gas tank called salvation. And it's full. As God wants us to full, be full of joy, He joy. He wants joyful people to be strong in the Lord. First Chronicles 16, sixteen seven twenty seven says, "Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and joy in His dwelling place." Habakkuk three nineteen says, "The Lord God is my strength. Invite Him." to penetrate your moments. And with his, pre- with his presence, open your gifts, these spiritual gifts that we have, and be glad. Invite others to join your song of joy and to lean on the Lord, who is our strength. When, when you're around someone who irritates you, oh, don't focus on their flaws, but turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and his grace. And when those things of the world grow dim. We grow stronger. We grow more in Christ. When we have come through a difficult time. And we overcome it. Or we have gotten by that irritating person. Or we've been able to get them to change their attitude by sharing with them the blessed love of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to look into the eyes of Jesus. Psalm 105.3 says, Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord Rejoice. When we delight in the nearness to the Lord, time seems to slow down and we can be at peace with the Lord and other people. We can be at peace and rest. Rejoice, be strong, and rest. They all go together. Psalm 44 and verse 8 says, I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in In safety. This morning someone said to me, I didn't sleep at all last night. I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning and I preached I don't know how many sermons between 5 o'clock and 7.30 and began to wonder, Lord, are you trying to tell me I need to change the topic today? Do I need to make a difference? What do I need to do this morning? And then finally he gave me peace with the subject." He gave me peace with the message that he had laid on my heart. You see, God has the greatest plan that there is. We have some people who have good plans. We try to make good plans. We think we've made good plans, and they hit us in the face. What do we do? We moan, and we cry, and we wilt. But beloved, when we trust in the Lord, When we rejoice in the Lord, all that bemoaning and groaning and grumbling can go away in a flash, can go away in a flicker of a flame, because we are in God's plan. When we delight in the nearness of the Lord, as I said, time seems to slow down, and we need some slowing down, don't we? We live in a time when we always seem to be in a hurry. I'm so glad in a way that I can't drive anymore. So I don't have to be in a hurry to get somewhere. (laughs) I can wait on Brother Don to come by and pick me up or Brother Billy or one of these Brother There you are. Yeah, you picked me up before and carried me before, Brother Paul. And it's a blessing. Oh, I've gone home and gone in the house after one of these men or ladies from the church has taken me home when Jeanette stays for choir practice. And I can go in the house and I can thank the Lord for friends. When you are sad, when you are feel lonely, start thinking about the good friends that God has given you. Think about that person that calls when you seem to be down in the dumps. Think about that person who greets you warmly at church and throws their arms around your neck and says, I love you. That's reason to rejoice. We need to be a rejoicing people and we need to be strong in the Lord. In the power of his mind. Because he himself, according to Ephesians 2.14, is our grace and our pleasure. The sermon topic, which I maybe should have told you at the beginning, but then I couldn't have asked my question, is no loss. No loss. These things we're talking about when we're glorifying the Lord, when we're standing firm and strong in the Lord, and when we're at peace with God, we lose nothing. We gain. We fill up for the next experience. Do you remember the most trying experience in Jesus' life? Jesus' most trying experience was when he had been in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. And he came down, came out of the desert, and guess who met him? Guess who greeted him? Satan. And Satan says, Now I've got him. He's weak from hunger. He's weak from being alone. This is a vulnerable moment. I'm going to get Jesus. I'm going to turn him around. I'm going to make him a servant of Satan. But guess what? Jesus took three scripture verses and Satan slinked off to some other place. Three verses of scripture. Beloved, we've got the whole Bible, the whole thing that we can enjoy and we can learn from and we can draw from, we can receive strength from, and we can rejoice in. Rest in the Lord. Lean on His Word. There's an illustration that I read in Our Daily Bread. It was called Sinking into Grace. And it goes, there's a little story that says, and it goes. the scripture that goes along with it is Psalm 127 2. God grants sleep to those He loves. Finally, on January 8, 1964, 17-year-old Randy Gardner did something he hadn't done for 11 days and 25 minutes. He nodded off to sleep. He wanted to beat the Guinness World Record for how long a human could stay awake by drinking soft drinks and hitting the basketball court and bowling alley. Gardner rebuffed sleep for a week and a half before finally collapsing, his sense of taste, smell, and hearing went, hearing went haywire. Decades later, Gardner suffered from severe bouts of insomnia. He set a record, but also confirmed the obvious. Sleep or rest is essential. Beloved, there it, it was a, a Jewish evangelist. That I heard years ago. And he had a saying. He, he loved to say. If you don't come apart. And rest. You'll just come apart. Today we have looked at three gifts. Of God, that God gives. Which no one can take away from us. Unless we don't allow. The Lord. To seal them. In the Holy Spirit. Satan wants to rob us of joy. And strength. And peace. But when we have a holy covenant with our Lord to resist the great deceiver, the father of lies, the enemy of the father of truth, the covenant binds our hearts in love. Beloved, we need to be a covenant people. People need to make covenants. Some time back, a friend of mine that I grew up with in McGee, Arkansas, And I were talking on the phone. And we were talking about our concern for our nation. And we decided on the phone that we were going to pray every day for our nation to be healed. And so every day since that time, I have been in covenant with Roger Smith and my wife to pray for our nation. Every day. Beloved, when I'm praying for our nation, my heart hurts. I feel a heavy burden of weight on my shoulders and my head. But when I get through praying and we say amen and know that we've been with God and we made our petition known to him and we know that he hears our prayers. Now how he answered this prayer, I don't know how he will do it. But our covenant will continue until the day we die. Or the day we no longer have a mind to pray. When we no longer can think. And that may come. But when it comes. You have had days of rejoicing. You have had days of strength. And you have had time for rest. The fields produced. And when we read in the scripture. In Habakkuk 3.17 and 18. Though the fig tree does not bud. There are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crops fail, the fields produce no food, though there are no sleep sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will be joyful in the God in God my savior. This is the heavenly pathway. This is part of God's perfect plan. That's why we sang those hymns this morning. Love lifted me. That's rejoicing. Living for Jesus takes strength. That's being strong in the Lord. And victory in Jesus means resting on the everlasting arms. This message today from God's word is not my message. This is your message It's from the word of God to your heart. Rejoice, be strong, and rest in the Lord. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can do this. You can do it by simply saying, Lord, help me. And he will. But if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, you can't have that promise. You can't have that covenant. You can't have that rest. I want you to be able to rejoice, to be strong, and to be at rest. Will you trust Jesus this morning? Is the invitation him is given, will you come and express that today I want to rest on the arms of Jesus for all eternity, beginning right now? Will you come? Is there someone here that you just need to Kneel here in the altar or kneel there at your seat or just lift your heart to God. The prayer time is open. The house of God is open. The ears of God are open. He hears you. Tell him what you need to do today. He'll bless you for it. Let's pray.